0: in terms of what you can see then what's what's the real like benefit for a company like who get this right what what do you see as like the maybe the first three real key like core benefits of this yeah
1: typically it falls into these buckets of a better customer experience without a compromise in security and often many companies are dealing with the costs of fraud or security security vulnerabilities or of uh, network access vulnerabilities and effects how companies engage with their customers, but it also we're increasingly realizing affects how companies interact with their employees. Because we've seen these security risks pop up where let's say I, um, I'm i posing as a help desk employee, or I claim that I am locked out of my network as an employee and the credentials I had, and maybe the two-factor authentication set up from the company was great. But if I suddenly say I'm locked out, especially if I'm a remote worker, well, now it's on the IT help desk to know if they should reset the credentials. Or let's say I'm a remote worker who was just hired and the the company has to issue me credentials for the first time, let alone maybe even an offer letter or other things. They might have never met me in person. Maybe I turned video off on Zoom and they're now hiring me. They're issuing me credentials into the network or the domain all remotely without any sort of sort of identity verification as part of that flow. And so we have a solution that slots in really nicely there and cuts down on those those sort of fraud potential vectors for a new hire of employees or employee lockouts. And then the same thing for customers. You know, when a customer wants greater security on their account um, or they want better customer support, today those customer support experiences are often knowledge-based questions, um, which are either too easy, you know, what's your favorite color or too complicated, what street did you live on in whatever year that are hard to remember and that are frustrating, and are keeping things safe to begin with and so we we found this nice merger by using someone's government issued id matched to a selfie in a re-verifiable way that balances security with experience i mean
0: that sounds sounds great i mean from personal experience like the amount of passwords and, and like usernames i've set up in the past has been it's just it, it's unfathomable how how to keep and it's it's unmanageable Really, So then I just end up resetting everything. So when I go on to a phone call with a help desk, like you said, I end up going through questions that I set up years ago and then don't have that option. But uh, to be able to do that would be fantastic. Uh,
1: Many, many people, by the way, we've learned have approached passwordless doing exactly what you said. They simply reset their password every time. (laughs) And arguably, technologies like Magic Link and things, that's how they bring the convenience element, arguably not the security element, but simply it's a password reset button every time. And we'll send that link to your email. You click on the link and you're in. And yes, it's passwordless, but you're simply shifting the burden of verification to how you're accessing that email account in the first place. And then again, also, you don't necessarily have the security benefits of knowing who's really behind the screen. Again, you're verifying the equivalent of a device or in that case, just access to an email account. That's the gold standard today for passwordless, and it's it's just simply not sufficient.
0: Yeah, absolutely, I completely agree, completely agree. Um, and, and like we've sort of it sort of like melts into what we've just been talking about, really, in terms like help desks and customer support, because like you said, the burden is passed on to them because and they don't know. That's and w- what we're finding is exactly the same that they they really don't know who's accessing what, and then actually they're just giving out the credentials without even like that that security wall being in there. Um, other than the ones you've mentioned, like, what kinds of threat vectors have you like, you learned from your customer conversations you have every day? Like, what, what can we as a community really like within secure data security, what can we learn from them?
1: Yeah, I think one of the biggest has been knowing who your users are, whether they are employees or whether they are customers. And that point of issuing credentials or resetting credentials is unfortunately becoming a really large threat vector. Um, partly because so much of it revolves around, again, having to trust who's on the other end of that screen, which usually can only be done with their traditionally, at least with knowledge based questions. And those unfortunately aren't sufficient to protect how those credentials are being issued. And with social engineering attacks on the rise, with the random number of text messages and inbound calls we get, the, um, the stories we hear often range from, uh, you know, gosh, I hired someone, I didn't really know who they were. The first day they stole my IP and disappeared, to uh, someone called to pretend to be one of my employees, um, to the most common is, you know, hey, my customers are calling in. I don't actually know if they are my customer when they call. And yet yep. I'm giving them access to accounts and resetting and confirming transfers or claims payouts and insurance or resetting credentials. Our digital lives are so high value and it requires a high amount of trust in knowing who that user is. And so the point of issuing credentials, resetting access are critical, critical moments that we have to get right.